0: Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals.
1: I think every parent is very different in terms of how they raise their children. My father is a racing driver. He used to race at Goodwood and race old classic cars and no then way. go into MGs. Yeah. I could not get up out of bed. Yeah. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was tired. I stopped enjoying what I was doing. I hated it. And my health was suffering. I get anemic if I don't look after myself and have that balance. Mm. And I knew something wasn't right. And I think when you stop enjoying what you're doing, something's kind of wrong. I didn't launch this business for money. It was to work with real people to add real value back to the world, whether they are a nutritionist, whether they are a health expert. If they've got something to share back, that circulates back into the media.
0: Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Dan. Hi, how are you? What do you think of my new voice? I kind of like it. Yeah? Yeah.
2: I sort of feel like I want to keep it, but you I don't sound think... like
0: um like a late night radio host from the right. US or something. I don't know, like from <laughs> well, a horror that's, movie. That's a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> they always end up dying see, in horror movies see, to for, be careful. For, for
2: all the Aussies out there, if I said, you know, I've got my <laughs> own 0055 number, they'd know what that means. Whole I'm sure they would.
0: Story. I'm sure they would. There's a anyway, lot, lot of energy in this podcast studio today. I think we're all a little bit hyped.
2: We're all a bit hyped. Who's yeah. in the studio today? We have
0: Am... Hi, Diana and Louie. I'm oh, great,
2: no. thank you.
0: Finally, we've, we've got you in the studio. We've been trying <laughs> to have this session for a very <gasps> long time. How many times have we
2: rescheduled? I think this is the fourth or the fifth. Is it really? not? We did it. We did it. We Sorry. Did it. <laughs> it's it's been okay. a bit chaotic. Now is M short for something?
1: It is. It is short for something. Short
2: for that I'm not gonna share.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, really. How do you to It's a very personal <laughs> thing. Bad, bad. Um my grandfather gave me my name and oh. it's very precious to me. But yeah, not a lot of people know it to be honest. Okay, I like so, the secret. Yeah. I there mean go. I've just been known as amil so yeah, that's
0: Can I ask one question? Like, where does it originate from? What's the Um, heritage behind it? Indian.
1: So I'm fully Indian, yeah. Ah, you're Indian? Yes. Ah, because you have a very very great um, British accent. Yes, I'm also from London, so I was born Sikh, into a Sikh family. My uh, great-great-grandparents originated from India. My mum's father came to the UK in the 1950s on a boat and worked. And my grandfather moved to East Africa, Tanzania, where my father was born and he came to London when he was a kid. My mother was born in London. Uh, so wow. There yeah. was a massive
0: amount of the Indian, how do you say, diaspora? No, diaspora. Um,
1: yeah, who, who moved, he moved from to East, East Africa. Africa. Yeah. So you have a lot of people in the Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, Nairobi, Kenya area, as well as Uganda. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I've got friends who are from Indian heritage, born and raised in Uganda. Yeah, yeah, who talked to me yesterday, actually, random. Anyway, oh we were off topic. <laughs> so we always like to know a little bit about our guests. So I guess who is I'm. Um.
2: Who
1: am I? Um, I'm just, I'm just a human being living <laughs> this life. Uh, this crazy
0: life uh, this right crazy now.
1: This crazy roller coaster of a life, and I'm just trying to be doing my bit in this society. And you know, I think life's just about being kind offering people opportunities. You know, in my life, I'm grateful for having given the experience that I have had and at a very young age where I'm at that point in my life where I am giving back and creating opportunities and jobs and so on for
2: people. Have you always been sort of uh, giving nature as a kid? Is it? Um,
1: I think I was a little quiet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little quiet, maybe. used to read a lot. I'm actually a trained artist. Wow, okay. So, um...
0: What type of um... abstract artist? Ah, wow. yeah, so
1: I went to art school. Uh, I went to Central Saint Martins. Um, oh, nice! Yeah. That's so huge. got in. Yeah. So got in because I, <laughs> obviously I'm. I was very. I'm still very creative, and went into the fashion industry.
0: Is that kind of? I mean, we've obviously skipped a lot to get there. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you, you could go <laughs> as far back we'll, as you we'll want. Go, we'll go. We'll go. We'll right go wherever go you anywhere. want to.
2: I
1: mean, I but was raised in London. Uh, I went to an all-girls church school. Yeah, and then went to university. I don't know what else. So you from. always
2: wanted to be in fashion, or
1: when I was younger, yes, I had a plan in my head. My plan was, yeah, I'm going to go in fashion, and then I'm going to be a teacher when I'm I've made my money and I get a little yeah. older. But um, the journey has well, been very. Why fashion to teaching? And what
0: would you teach? Um,
1: so I think one of the reasons I always wanted to teach and give back in life, in my head, this was when I was a kid, right? Because I had a a not very nice art teacher in the girls' school. So when mm. we got to sixth form, I moved my classes, my art classes to the boys' school next, well, down the road. And my art teacher just was so amazing. He was so supportive from what I had at the girls school and he really believed in me and he really believed in his students and I just loved that whole nature and I just thought yeah when I get to retirement sort of age I'm gonna go into teaching and I won't want to pay really it forward. pay it forward and help other kids so yeah but life's evolved in a, a different way of teaching okay which is great
2: <laughs> right, So t- tell us about your life in two fashion
1: my life into fashion. So graduated from Central St. Martins. So
2: I specialize in... Actually, ex- I'm going to stop you for a moment. Yes. How did your family take you wanting to be in fashion? Because that's not... It's not the norm as an it's Indian not Indian girl. The norm. But actually,
1: my parents have been 100% supportive awesome. in my whole career, my whole life. I think every parent is very different in terms of how they raise their children. I don't think I came from a very typical Indian background. My father... Is a racing driver so? growing no up, <laughs> Yeah,
0: so great. <growing laughs> Let's just talk about that for one second. <laughs> a, r- a racing driver for who?
1: Um, so he used to race at Goodwood and race old classic cars and no then way. go into MGs. Yeah, okay,
0: cool. that's not
2: a typical Indian dad's. No, no, no. I know. So that's brilliant. Yeah, I think. Sorry for being sounding a- so stereotypical. It's
1: okay. Um, I actually got questioned this about a year and a half ago when I did another interview, and I kind of was a bit like, wait, hang on, does this still happen where people aren't allowed to do certain things? And I think you then realize how blessed you are. And also, you know, I I used to do a lot of, well, I still sometimes do do a lot of the Asian network. And that's Mm. for me to kind of share a lot of the mindset because I want people to think in a different way. I don't want people. But it shows that your
2: whole family lineage is always thought differently. Yeah. Because Even for your dad, didn't mean any disrespect of being stereotyped, but just traditionally Mm. there were those hurdles. So it sounds like your family has always sort of gone against the norm and has sort of danced to the beat of their own tune, which is fantastic. Or was it each of you in your generation pioneering?
1: I think my father changed that for himself. I'm not going to go into it. I think, you know, he... Yeah, he he's an awesome he guy. Like he yeah. really supported me with doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like the typical kind of you need to be an accountant or yeah. something that. I've never oh, had that oh, in my. I've never had trolls. yeah. I've never had that in my life. It That's was wonderful. kind of like I'm going to do fashion, okay? Whatever, do whatever you nice. want. You know, my brother didn't want to go to university. Okay, don't go. Like yeah. it wasn't anything like that. So yeah, I, I've had great support for my family mm. um you know especially with the journey I've had in my yeah. career which has been great
0: what was the journey into fashion like
1: so obviously my first year after graduating I went into supporting certain designers and you know it's not again it's a roller coaster industry yeah. it's a very different industry unless you've kind of made it and when you're in the manufacturing game as well like you're really relying on you create a collection which costs thousands then you're doing a runway show and then you're relying on buyers to buy your product in you know a certain amount of units the issue I feel like a lot of fashion brands have had is the fact that you have to put you're, you're waiting and relying on units yeah then you don't get a deposit from the buyer so you're forking up your own deposits yep. to factories so you've got to pay up the factory you've got to pay up for the goods and the customs for the customs yep. to bring it in and then you don't get the money back from the brand the buyer until 30 days. I don't know if things have changed now but that was in my day. I can
0: assume it's probably something similar. Yeah, it, it probably really is
1: and you know I that year that I kind of was in that industry I just I didn't like the energy I was around. You know, I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of drugs and rock and roll, yeah. and I kind of was like, I didn't do four years, and you need to kind of be on a, a freelance kind of basis. Yeah, you know, because
0: it does have a very well, it has a perception, doesn't it? You know, mm. it's a people look at it and look at it very stereotypically of you know lots of excess and flamboyancy and ego and power trips and yeah, emotions I mean, all over the place. Yeah,
1: and it's um, it's creativity, and there's yeah. a lot of People with different personalities.
0: Mm, <laughs> so very
2: big personalities. Very big
0: personalities. But also, as well, so, I mean, let's take this a little bit deeper. You know, you often see these creative geniuses and they have their own internal struggles. Yeah. You yeah. know, that like they're also battling within the demons and, you know, you see it in the media mm-hmm. through addiction abuse and, 100%. you know, sometimes, you know, look at what happened to people like yeah. Alexander McQueen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it goes deep. I know that's a very deep yeah. way to, uh, yeah. to go, but it's a very.
2: We'll come on, we'll it's a very stressful.
0: yeah i mean yeah. But it's a very stressful it's a very stressful yeah. industry it's a very
1: stressful industry and i think you know when you are the creative when you are an artist you want to focus on being the creative and the artist not all the you not don't the business. you don't want to be dealing with the rest of the business you don't want to be dealing with the finances and the accounts mm. but at that point the designer or the artist cannot afford mm. to have these people around them so they're doing it themselves but we don't get taught all of this in school
2: so did you did you have your own brand
1: I actually did but um so ASOS actually picked me up because I went into manufacturing at 22 Mm -hmm. years old so I launched a manufacturing consultancy when I was about 22 23 um so what's a
2: manufacturing consultancy (laughs) So
1: manufacturing consultancy so what that ended up consisting of is so after I left the freelance world I ended up working with one of my amazing mentors, John Michael Ingram, who, you know, has passed now. And he had a manufacturing agency. He'd already been in the knitwear industry. He was in his late 70s. So for him to be in an office, it was a time pass. But he, it was me and him. He was my mentor. Yeah. That taught me everything in terms of how to get in manufacturing, how to do samples, how to ship things over and because it's a massive
0: process and deal
1: with buyers you know, yeah. everything
0: from like you know where do you source the the, the raw materials yeah. to make the garments or you know whichever product
1: 100%. through to the
0: actual manufacturing process due to shipping and logistics
1: yeah so that <laughs> that I had no idea what the hell wow. I was doing and I had my year and a half with him where I just picked up everything you, Yeah, because you're one to one with someone yeah. every single day you're sitting next to them and you're learning from the wisest person who has achieved so much in their life he he, you know, dressed the Beatles. He had the first forecast publication company in the wow. world. His mother launched a brand, Joseph, on the King's Road. He'd already... Okay, how'd
2: you meet him? How
1: did I meet him? I think I had applied for a job. Okay. And I literally had an interview and we clicked. Yeah. He was a knitwear specialist. I had just done knitwear. Um, so it was like a
0: commonality between the yeah. two.
1: And wow. you look back and you're like, wow, what a blessing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a, an, an amazing an opportunity. blessing. It's a gift.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of my oldest friends, um, you know, Roslyn, she's 84, I think now, and she's from Ireland. And I met her whilst mm-hmm. I was freelance signing because she, again, has created opportunities for people. She's Hanita. Yeah. Her name's Rosaline Hegarty for anyone that wants to look. That's a great Irish and, name. Yeah, and she, you know, is an award winning specialist that's created designs for a Tommy Hill figure. You know, she's supplied to Macy's in the UK, Selfridges, and she's just an amazing woman. These are incredible
0: people that like yeah. you were absorbed into. And I was, I was so network. young.
1: At the time, I didn't think of anything about it, you know? Mm. And you just like, okay, this has been the journey that God or the universe or my spirit guides or my angels have given me for a reason and you know it all is the purpose we live but obviously back then I didn't think like that
0: (laughs) you're just in it hopefully you're enjoying life at the time so
2: manufacturing consultancy
1: yeah so um So, at 22 22 23 so a lot of my friends at the time were like hey um you know you're you're dealing with creating samples and getting them in stores, I want to create my brand, how do I do this? So it'd kind of be like, right, okay, consulting them, right, you need to get this sample in, let's make it from the factory, get a first sample, second sample. Then it'd be like, let's go work with some buyers, right? Where are we going to stop? Is this a Selfridges product or is this like a Harrods product or is this like a Topshop product? And then I'd go and have meetings with buyers. So I had already built those relationships. So it'd kind of be like selling them the units of the brand and getting that in the was, orders.
2: But that, how did that feed your creative side?
1: I love both sides. Yeah, okay. I love both sides. Yep. Um,
0: Which is very uh, unique because you either love one or the other. Yeah. Either very much like the business-minded or you're the creative.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've kind of got a good balance of both of them. Yeah. Um, I wish I could do more of the creative stuff. More now, but I think sometimes the creativity comes in the business side mm. at the same time with mm. strategies the solutions. and mm. solutions. Yeah. So the, the manufacturing consultancy was a 360 consultancy. So we were helping building brands at the same time, doing the samples, getting the orders into, so doing the buying stuff and then getting them into stores and doing the shipments.
2: Yeah.
1: That was my life from 22 to 28 until I had a burnout.
2: Now tell us about that.
1: I was very exhausted. It wasn't just the manufacturing business I had. By 25, I also got picked up from ASOS to do an exclusive line with them. So I did an exclusive men's knitwear collection. So it was the first... So your own design? Yeah. So it was under... The brand was called Amgola. So it was some crazy men's knitwear. So when we're talking about knitwear joggers, I did that before Kanye. Wow. (laughs) um, And the leather joggers. But yeah, we did some crazy knitwear pieces, hand-knitted pieces as well. That was really cool. So we did about three seasons with them.
0: But you got through a burnout around about 28. It's relatively young,
1: yeah. I I, I, well, I was doing quite a lot. So I had yeah. the manufacturing agency. I had the brand as well. At the time, I also got headhunted by Burberry to help build their children's wear business when they brought that into London. I think, yeah, I, you know, there was a lot of traveling. Yeah, There was a lot of traveling. I was in factories for three months and then I'd be back and then I'd be in Paris or Italy for a trade show or with clients with buyers and and, and the so perception
0: on. of all of this is that it's a glamorous oh, yeah. amazing lifestyle wow. and you like, get to travel the world i
1: would people think on Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: No, but true. I, I get it all the time when people are like oh you're always traveling i was like yeah. it's not great
1: yeah and you know i'd have to trap leave uh london to go to barcelona and i'd leave in the early in the morning and be back the same night
2: yeah. because i had a meeting yeah people but underestimate it's not... the the carnage that travel actually has on the body yeah it's yeah. true yeah I'm trying to minimize my travel at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but apparently I've had Arnica tablets are really good. And that's from a past flight attendant. Oh, so she's recommended it. No idea what it is. Arnica, just yeah. Arnica, I'll try them. Yeah, but yeah. I can get them. So how did you know you were going through burnout? Because I could not get up out of bed. Yeah. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was tired. <clears throat> I stopped enjoying what I wanted what I was doing. I hated it. And my health was suffering. I am I get anemic if I don't look after myself and have that balance. Mm-hmm. And I knew something wasn't right. And I think when you stop enjoying what you're doing, something's kind of wrong. Yeah. So it was, I was tired.
0: And how long did you go through that process for?
1: About a few months. And I decided, is this what my life is? Am I chasing the paper or am I looking after my health? And do was, I want to live?
0: Was there a moment <laughs> of... Something like the, like a, a rock bottom or a, a moment that you were like, okay, now I've got a problem. Yeah, I think
1: that was during that time. And I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. I don't enjoy what I'm doing. Like, you know, I looked at my friends and my family. I barely see my friends and my family. Yeah. And I was just like, is this what I'm living for? And, you know, I made a decision. I'm going to wrap up the manufacturing side of yeah. my business. I enjoyed the consulting, yeah. but I was over the manufacturing. I mean, when you have shipments that are, Late because of the weather, or because it's mm. snowing, and you have to deal with your client. You have to deal with the manufacturer. You've got it. You've got these are all with the, the sh- things
0: outside of your control. So yeah, you apologise for things absolutely. Which you can't help.
1: Absolutely. And I just <coughs> I thought you know your health is always more mm. important than chasing money. Mm. And I think you know when you're that young, you're thinking, yeah, I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna you know you have that mindset of becoming a millionaire or billionaire, and you're just chasing the paper.
0: Yeah. Mm. And that's
1: what I was doing. So I chose chasing the paper over my happiness and over my health. And then you have to take a step back and you're like, nah, my health and my happiness is
2: actually more important. when you understood, did you understand you had burnout or did you seek help to have it explained as burnout to you?
1: No, I don't think
2: I knew what burnout was at that time. No, do you know no, what, what I mean? No, like no, a two very it, different things. It, it, very, very different things. Yeah. No, understanding that you're tired and you're not enjoying it anymore is one mm. thing. But the term burnout well, is only really… Well, I didn't know you really... told me. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember very clearly. You know, yeah. so it's no. it's not something that people understand. They're just like, oh, I'm just tired or, you know, yeah. overworked mm. or blah, blah, blah. But to lose the love of what you do when you have usually loved it…
1: yeah. I think that's... you just have had enough. You're like, I'm done.
2: Yeah. I'm But that's a done. sad day as well.
1: It is because it's almost like grief. It yeah. is. Because, it's a you loss. know, I, I wrapped up the manufacturing side, but I didn't wrap up the consulting side. And it was kind of like a relief at the mm. same time, but it was also grief because it took me a year to wrap up the manufacturing side because we had orders and so on to yeah. fulfill. It's not
0: like you can just close down overnight. Oh,
1: hell no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you've yeah. got responsibilities. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I then continued my consulting route. And, you know, I'm very blessed and grateful because I've always had opportunities that have come my way. And, um, you know, interestingly, I consulted for Topshop at the time as well as QVC's fashion channel. Yeah. The thing is, I, I
2: didn't enjoy
1: it.
0: Yeah. Um, did, it
2: wasn't the same. Did you feel just sort of taking a step back as you were wrapping everything up and closing off something that you were so passionate about. Was there any sort of part of it where you felt like you were failing because?
1: Mm. Mm, No, because the manufacturing took its toll on me and I I continued the consultancy. So Mm. I still continue doing that. And I still continue to do that today. And
2: No, I I do Because, you know, you're an achiever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever you put your mind to, set your mind to, you've achieved. Yeah. So there's still that voice in your head that's like, oh, you know.
1: Yeah, I I think for me it was a big relief not to do the manufacturing, if I'm honest with you, because I remember – you know, during the winter being in like, I did the shipment storage units and, you know, going with my team and putting, I remember we did a million units for the Jeez. Christmas jumper boom. Ouch. So, which was huge. So this was about, you know, 12 years when all the Christmas jumpers yeah. came out, we were <clears> one <throat> of the first ones to do the Christmas jumper boom. It's a million <laughs> units distributed all across like tk maxx and stores and and, and so on so i'm blessed and i'm grateful to have achieved that mm.
2: yeah.
1: but to do it again and go into manufacturing hell no hell no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no it was hard
0: work mm. deep down you knew it was the right time to, yeah. to wind that down yeah yeah wow
2: <laughs> so the consulting side of it now you said you're still doing it i am
1: so obviously after the burnout happened and i continued consulting and i was still consulting and actually I, <laughs> the interesting thing is i got a call from my agent at the time and she said listen because i was like i'm getting bored you need to give me some more work to do because from going like this to like nothing like slow and you're like oh like i need more to do and uh, she said look there is something but it's not fashion related there's a company that are going through huge restructure they would love to have someone young like you on board, and you know, creative, and and basically, it'll be for three months. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. So she was like, it's an infrastructure company, and I'm like, <laughs>
2: very what? different. What? What?
1: I was like, what does that mean? So she gave me the name of the company, and I was like there's people on a construction site wearing yellow hats and and uh, you know yellow jackets what, what? I'm not going on a construction site no 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 I'm. Um, it's in the head office you're going to be working with like the head of PR and marketing and like the CEO really closely and you know they're doing events and they go through a lot of change <laughs> right now so I was like okay cool let, let me go on board so I went on board to a company called Balfour Beatty so I was there for they're
0: huge yeah and they, they built all the houses huge. in the
1: UK <laughs> not the houses even like the Olympic stadiums and so the roads much. like
2: everything no. so, so Did you ask what you were there to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was there supporting the CEO and the head of PR and uh, marketing and the change. So I actually was initially supposed to go on for a month. I ended up staying on board for six months and becoming one of the business partners for the major project side of the business. So I worked a lot with the charity sides of things and building projects there. And then I ended up going into the media because they were obviously getting rid of people. And I ended up staying on board and I was good at talking to people and um, I ended up going into PR and media and doing my practitioner's course so a master's at the same time I was working and at the time practitioner's course yeah so public relations Mm -hmm. so at the time I kind of was like i have no idea what the hell i'm doing what like i'm writing a press release on this like i'm writing four or five a day i'm great at solutions i'm great at picking up the phone and dealing with certain situations but i was like what so then they were like look do you want to do the course and i was like yes thanks and yeah i worked in some of the the best projects ever i worked on the former olympic stadium aquatic center wow. um amazing amazing projects Providence tower um so it was it was a great experience for me so i did a three-year stint there and i decided okay now it's just time to kind of take out so it took some time out so I'll, what happened to
2: the fashion consult uh, like the consulting in that time? also i was always kind of doing that I've so yeah
1: yeah and um Yeah. Then what happened? Then I took
2: some time out of life. I took
1: about a year out and I went and worked with children in South India. Is that another burner? No. No. I just wanted some time out of life. I came out of a relationship and, uh, you know, so I wanted to take some time out for myself. And you said you are working with children. And yeah, I went to South India and I worked with some amazing kids in schools and, Worked with women who'd gone through domestic abuse and girls that had been raped at a very young age that went into homes that were (coughs) pregnant, worked with colleges at the time. So I did a three-month stint there. What did that do to you? Oh, it was... Before I went out, I wanted to prep myself. So i kind of planned, obviously, I'd left Balfour. I wanted to take some time out because I hadn't taken time out since mm. I started mm. life. Like, yeah. mm. I went straight into uni. I went straight into work. I had not had that time out. So mm. I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself six months to a year and just take time out. And I'm so lucky that I was doing a lot of consultancy at the same time with real businesses and real brands that were like, hey, you know what? We've had this business for 35 years and we've just gone online on digital, but no one's going on to our our website what do we do and now I've got all this experience so obviously anyway so during the same time I went out to South India and it was one of the best things I did and before I went I kind of then dwelled more into the coaching side because I was like I need to prep myself in how I'm going to deal with certain situations Mm -hmm. and you know I think the first week first two weeks I cried because I was like wow it's a lot to take it's a lot you know and when you see really young girls that are pregnant and away from their family because there's special charity homes if obviously they get raped and they get pregnant they don't stay at home they kind of go to this place either the family
2: keep the baby afterwards it messes with your head because your eyes are not used to seeing that yeah yeah do you know what i mean when you when you see someone pregnant They're usually an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's a young child with this huge
1: bump and you're seeing that evolve and you're like, what is this kid going through? Like, you know, what is her mental state? Yeah. And your hormones change as a woman. And you're kind of thinking, how is she feeling? Yeah. You know, she's just a kid. She wants her mom and dad. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it really, you really, you know, you know how grateful and blessed you You're are. You're humbled. Yeah. And I think for me, like even the teaching, you know, everything I've been given and taught is to share back to the world. It's not for me to keep. Mm. I haven't been given these experiences or these mentors or teachers for no reason. You've got to share this back. I don't know when I'm going to leave. I might leave tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not sad about that mm. because it's it's life. But, no. you know, I can easily say, you know what? I've achieved everything I wanted in this life. Mm. Yeah. But now it's time for me to kind of just give back.
2: So how are you giving back?
1: How am I giving back? Wow. You
2: said you're teaching in a different way.
1: Yes, I am teaching in a different way. So seven years ago, I ended up launching. So from consulting, I launched a PR and media agency. And that happened by default like a lot of the businesses in in my life the agency that i created was based on the foundation working with real people and real brands Mm. if someone says hey make me famous like what is the value that you're adding and sharing i didn't launch this business like the pr agency for money it was to work with real people to add real value back to the world whether they are a nutritionist whether they are a health expert or a business leader if they've got something to share back, that circulates back into the media. How many people watch TV? How many people listen to radio? How many people read publications? And that's how I'm, the, the foundation I built for Abstract PR eight years ago. I'm grateful and blessed for my team now and at the same time you know I did my human behavior training and psychometrics because I wanted to understand people more yeah you know you're in certain situations and you're kind of like why is this person behaving the way they're behaving I'm
2: fascinated and so from by the human yeah mind. like
1: you know for me it was kind of like I work with a lot of people in the media industry and you like you kind of mentioned earlier there's a lot of mental health in the creative yeah. industry <clears throat> And I saw that from the very beginning when I was in the creative industry, you know, and it was kind of like, okay, there are a lot of people that are not taught how to build a business, especially women and men. We don't get taught this in school. We don't don't. get taught how to get a mortgage. We don't get taught how to do anything like this. And, you know, I'm blessed because I think, you know, as a, a young person, my dad, who has his own business, you know, I always used to help do my dad's invoices with my mom. And that's how I learned about cars and you know you're yeah. doing a statutory note for this car and you know the right wing and the left wing so I learned a lot and you kind of think okay I look back. I'm like, maybe the seeds were being planted yeah. on how to build a business. So I made my dad's first business card when I was not even in high school. I was in junior school <laughs> when you have those big fat square computers that make noise and yeah. on Microsoft Word. You know, the I created a car in and the, a yeah, Word art thing and, you know, Gola Motors yeah. or whatever. Well, I did that for my dad as well.
0: It took about 20 minutes so, to load up. Oh.
1: Yeah, and you know, so it's <laughs> kind of like, okay, m- maybe it was seeded in yeah. me. Mm. I, I don't know but now I work with people to help them understand who they are because you see a lot of people are trying to build their brands and their businesses but a lot of people don't know who they are so yeah. they like a
0: lot of people who forget is. who they are as they well they do
1: forget who they are because they're kind of living under someone else's values yeah. and they also and life. don't
2: realize they are the brand they're yeah, an extension
1: of the brand 100% Lily and I think this is where I bring the psychometrics and I kind of bring in the knowing yourself and Mm. working with them on an unconscious, conscious basis. Mm. So I never tell people who they are. Mm. I don't work like that. I want you to, I'm going to pull it out of you so you get that clarity of who mm. you are. So that's how I help people. You know, I do a lot of guest lecturing at universities. So I work with a lot of master's students as well because I think people are not prepared of what's going to happen when they come out of university. Very true. Especially when they're in the creative industry.
0: The well, so, so creative industry is just full of so many different opportunities, of course, but mm. then challenges. You know, you've got rejection, first of all, is a big yeah. one for the creative industries. And then as you mentioned, it's like... Many people are not geared to, to run business or to manage business because it's not naturally yeah. their, their strong point or the, the position that they fall into, creative people by yeah. default and not necessarily business mm. people, structured, no. organized. And we're not yeah. taught that. We're absolutely. not taught it. Yeah. yeah, you're just expected to to do it. Mm.
1: Yeah. So what's the
2: favorite part of your day?
1: What's the fa- Every day for me is a different day. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm working across Dubai and the UK at the moment. I love doing my sessions and I love seeing my clients get the aha moment yeah. you know? so when you're saying your
2: sessions is this your coaching sessions so
1: yes I mentor people so when it comes to PR and media strategies or whether they just want clarity or direction it could be anyone I have I work with people from the age of 18 to 60
2: mm.
1: men and women and I, I don't put it out there but hey you know if you feel like you want to work with me and you're pulled towards me and I feel like I can work with you and I can help you and serve you, then 100%. Mm. But yeah, I just, I love everything that I do in terms of the business, the team, they create amazing results. I love it when, you know, they get seen and, oh my God, I'm in a a newspaper or in a magazine and this many people have seen it. And that's meaningful, you know? Yeah, there's lots of things I do. Obviously, I do a lot of speaking events and so on because it's hard to just share on a one-on-one. So I want to share to wider audiences mm. because I want people to think about their mindset. I want people to think about their mental health and yeah. and who they are and thrive, mm. be ignited, you know? This world's a crazy world.
2: It's very it crazy, a world. crazy world. <laughs> God yeah,
1: God, it's we a crazy live in world. a crazy fast-paced world and people do forget who they are. Yeah. And they, you know, social media doesn't help life. Yeah. Um, and people constantly compare themselves and You know, it's just about igniting people. Mm. So what's next? don't know.
0: You said that with the biggest smile on your face, by the way. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Does that excite you? Yeah, it excites me because I don't know what's next. And it's exciting because Mm. I always think, you know, every day we wake up, it's like a surprise. Like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Oh, what's going to happen in my day? Like, I don't know. Like, and then at the end of the day, I always do my gratitude journal. And the reason I do my gratitude journal and I tell people to do a gratitude journal at the end of the day is because you process what's happened mm, throughout yeah. your day.
2: Yeah, yeah So yeah. there's
1: people that say, oh, I do my gratitude journal in the morning, but why? You're manifesting things that haven't even happened. So you're yeah. putting an expectation on your day and what happens when that <coughs> Ooh, doesn't that's happen? a very true
0: story. Mm. And or, we all get let down by expectations. 100 yes. we never fulfill them. Yes. You never achieve them really. So
2: what were you grateful for in your journal last night? That's a secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what I should be grateful for in the journal today Tonight. for this podcast. That's exactly um, what it will be.
2: On that note, I think it's... Uh,
0: yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for joining thank us. You for thank you for having me. me. Yeah, there's so many things that we can resonate with that story. Because uh-huh. there's like, you. you know, burnout journeys and the creative industries. It's tough.
2: And, re, really and redefining
0: yourself. Yeah, no, so thank you for joining cool. us.
2: Thank you for Enjoy you. writing in your journal tonight. <laughs> yeah, mention us. Mention, mention us, mention us. There we go. <laughs> All right. Until thank next you time. for in. Thank you for listening to Rooted Within.
0: If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.